Welcome to We Will Fix You, the show that contains 18% of your recommended daily allowance of salt and a suspiciously high proportion of the protein. I, as ever, am Roger Hart, once voted best mammal. Um, joining me this evening, Mr. Dave Convery, Luton's first superhero. If you're thinking of kicking off in Luton, probably don't. Good evening. And Mr. H.J. Doom, who has accidentally voted best dressed woman in Hereford and is absolutely refusing to return the trophy. Hello. Tonight we will be, well, fixing you. You may or may not know the drill by now. If you don't, we fix you. It's, it's kind of in the title, like you're, you're listening to this, you've probably read it. Anyway. If you'd like to, us to fix you personally, you can write to us at wewillfixyoushow at uh, gmail.com or um, at hauntedphonograph.com you will find a nicely anonymous web form. It's, it's, it's on the right of the web page. You can fill it in. Tonight's question. My nephew has recently become obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. He's only six years old, so I'm pretty sure this is a direct result of exposure to advertising for the upcoming film starring Jim Carrey, Ben Schwartz, and a bunch of drawings they found on the wall in an abandoned asylum. Should I tell his parents that they probably need to get an exorcist in? Or just slip a bit of holy water and some true cross into his Christmas selection box and hope for the best? I mean, if you've got a ready supply of handfuls of true cross sprinkles, I have a lot of questions. But, but you know, you're asking the questions, we're providing the answers, so off we go. Mr. H.J. Doom. Your nephew is to be commended on getting obsessed with something more than a full decade after it jumped the shark. Sonic the Hedgehog is the ideal thing for a young lad or lass to be obsessed with. There's no realistic possibility of it disappointing them in the future since it's already circling the drain, culturally speaking. Sonic is a franchise whose best days are far behind it, whose mediocre days have also passed, and whose main function now is to draw the ire, scorn and vituperation of all right-thinking people. This is an increasingly common niche in this post-optimism society, and it's one that Sonic the Hedgehog shares with the Transformers franchise, the Conservative Party of Great Britain, and the sight of my naked body. Your nephew is wildly ahead of the curve for someone his age. The only way he could be more in touch with the zeitgeist of our diseased society would be if he penned an article for Spiked about how vulnerable people demanding to be treated with respect are pitiful snowflakes while simultaneously losing his fucking mind over a black actress being cast as a magical fish woman. The fact that he isn't doing that really puts Sonic the Hedgehog into perspective, I think. It's, it's not like it matters at this point whether the shit he's into is any good or not. By the time he becomes an adult and has to justify his likes and desires, the main selling point of any product will be that it's not currently either on fire or underwater. He'll be living in a world where a vibrant blue hedgehog with all too human teeth is an uncomfortable reminder of a time when you could still get meat without gnawing your own leg off. A world where the main dish at a three-star restaurant will be an old man trying to explain what fish used to taste like. Now, all of this is the sort of cheery stuff that should lead you to instantly decide that your nephew is a god among tiny, tiny humans, and also that bleach might be a decent mixer for the turpentine you've been drinking recently. But just in case you aren't convinced, I suppose I should provide a way of fixing the situation. Now, 
The problem with six-year-olds is that they're essentially little anarchists, fully determined to test the limits of your patience and develop a sense of self, regardless of what a tragic encumbrance that will actually turn out to be in the long run. Fortunately, six-year-olds might be headstrong, but they're also remarkably physically weak. For this fix, that's going to be a significant bonus. What you'll need is a couple of rolls of duct tape, some strong liquor, a sturdy table, a mallet and an ice pick. We're going to make your little nephew more biddable through the mechanism of early 20th century psychosurgery. We're going to give him a lobotomy. Now, you might be saying, hold on a second, Hieronymus. I don't have the first idea about complex surgery on the single most complicated instrument known to medical science. To which I reply that never stopped Walter Freeman, the inventor of the transorbital lobotomy, from jabbing a sharp stick into a part of the brain described as the front bit. But surely, you say to me, continuing the imaginary conversation, it can't be as simple as just duct taping a child to a table having a few stiff drinks, hammering an ice pick through his face and wiggling it about a bit. To which I replied that's almost exactly what Dr Freeman did, except that he didn't have the bright idea of taping the patient down first. Medical science really has come a long way. So all you need to do is lash the little moppet securely down, have yourself a nice beverage to relax you, and then slide an ice pick carefully alongside the eye until you meet the bone at the back of the socket. Give it a good old tap with the hammer until the bone breaks. Slide your probe carefully into the squishy grey bits and then give it a good old wiggle around. Remove the probe, give your hands a quick rinse and hey presto, you've given your nephew the gift of psychosurgery. He'll probably be a bit groggy and confused for a few years, but that's perfectly normal and provides you with a useful window in which you can introduce him to proper video game mascots like Mario or Hungry Horace. He'll also have something of a black eye when you return him to his parents, but that's easily explained away by telling them that you just punched him in the face. Problem solved. Mr. Convery. Look, I grew up in the 90s and uh, you know, people at my school talked excitedly about Sonic Tuesday. I am a veteran of the Mega Drive versus SNES Wars, although I myself served in the 5th Mounted Amiga Partisans. So I'm ideally placed to deal with this Sonic mania you find yourself faced with. My advice to you is this. This too shall pass. Children are always going to be obsessed with things, and there are definitely worse things to be obsessed with than Sonic. I myself took the absolutely standard British kid route of becoming obsessed with 140,000. And looking back, my parents were surprisingly understanding that I suddenly wanted to spend all of my time assembling and painting gigantic armoured space Catholics. A thing that, to be 100% clear, a lot of children do. My younger brother was, for around a year, obsessed with the quality of olive oil. Another sibling spent all of his free time practicing his signature for around two years. It seems unlikely now that he has picked up a pen in the last five. Also, six-year-olds, they like slime now, right? That's a thing. They make slime out of glitter and, and glue and all sorts of shit. Imagine that. It must get everywhere plaster their horrible, filthy, sticky little hands all over you. 
At least Sonic the Hedgehog only gets that sticky in slash fiction. Again, I took up karate at around that age, and is that what you want? Do you want a dorky kid wearing a gi trying to jam their bony, snot-covered fist into some of your hairier areas? No. No, you don't want that. Children now all like Pokemon, Huffing Nitrous, or Knife Crime. Sometimes all three at once if they're feeling particularly energetic. We live in an age of wonders and horrible roaming feral children. And even though Sonic the Hedgehog has metastasized into his final most terrible form, it could still be far, far worse. So buckle up and get ready to give the parents a night off as you, your nephew, and the last dregs of Jim Carrey's self-respect settle in for a night at the movies. I just hope you know the Commodore Amiga cinematic universe would never have hurt you this badly. Now, I'm honestly not sure if the problem here is curing a small child of demonic possession or making them not like Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, I have opinions about that as a 90s kid who was completely fucking obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Master System. But, you know, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to solve your problems. So I've kind of looked at both. The best thing for you to do in this situation, solving both problems, is to design your own exorcism. Now, the great thing about exorcism is that it's had so many formats and guises across so many cultures through history that it's now pretty much just a weird nth order pop culture simulacrum with all the heft intellectual rigour and cultural authenticity of your nephew's almost certain assertion that they're a Wiccan in about eight years' time. Now, Whichever boy or girl he's trying to impress will have dip-dyed hair, impeccable nail art, and questionable shoes. And they will be fucking stoked to learn that your nephew once had their very own exorcism. So you're really doing a long-range favour for the kid here. At its core, more or less, exorcism is casting out demons with a lot of symbolism and shouting. The devil, you might say, is in the detail. And uh, not wanting to presume any kind of religion for the kid, you know, we should, we should, we should all kind of consent to our belief systems and own them. But knowing from my own childhood fixations, Doctor Who, space, and a tediously performative loathing of anything my peers liked, just how powerful our beliefs can be as youngsters, the obvious religious cladding here is, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog itself. If you're right, and this all comes from the forthcoming movie and its glitzy, wild, and marketing entrapments, then we are on the fucking money here to frame this as heresy. Um, heresy is very now, right? Everyone's watching the Name of the Rose adaptation on iPlayer. People, people know about medieval sects. Heresy is fucking today. And you are going to cast out this heretical obsession in the name of the one true Church of Sonic. How? Well, initially, I thought you might just bellow paragraphs of Sonic Tales slash fiction at the boy. But after a genuinely distressing 10 to 90 minutes on an archive of our own, I remembered that he's only six and probably won't have the right frame of reference for the genuine horror of an anthropomorphic hedgehog fisting a small fox. Also, regular features did this joke already. So instead, um, it's, it's going to go something a little bit like this. First, you, you, you let him know that this um, sinful obsession must be cast out just as Sonic cast Dr. Robotnik out of the six zones. And then you roll up your sleeves and you get yourself a Sonic walkthrough and you just fucking go for it. A little bit kind of, first, the Green Hill Zone. 
jump and get the game's first three rings, then hop up to the short plateau and jump on the ten-ring monitor. Kill the fast blue bee robot as it speeds by to shoot you, then jump to the nearby tree to your right. There's a small yellow spring hidden in the treetop. Hop on it and you'll shoot upwards to five more rings. Go forward past the fish jumping up out of the water, then jump in the top of the second tree past that bridge. You'll hit an invincibility monitor. Run forward until you reach a yellow spring opposite a cliff overhang. Jump to that area, but watch out! The cliff overhang crumbles underneath your feet, as do the treacherous others like this one. Go past two more of these falling edges until you reach a blue post. It will turn red when you run past it. A sacred checkpoint! Run straight forwards. You'll go through that famous dizzying loop-de-loop, and through a tunnel that takes a short break to make room for another checkpoint. Shoot up the half-pipe, collecting the rings in a large trapezoidal formation. When you come down, there's a short way to go until you make the exit. If you have 50 rings or more when you get there, there will be a humongous ring above the sign and to its right. Jump into it as you pass the sign and you'll be taken to a rotating bonus stage where you can try for one of the six Chaos Emeralds! If you don't have 50 rings, pass on to the next act. And, and, and so on until you've yelled a comprehensive set of instructions for all 18 levels. Well, I think it's safe to say we've offered a broad selection of wholesome and healthy fixes to uh, to your, I mean, slightly weird dilemma. Kind of doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, geez. But you know, I don't want to deter you writing in. Please write in again. You can write in at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or, of course, on our website at hauntedphonograph.com. Please do. <laughs>